0: Welcome to The Hidden Scribes. I am Mark Million, and this is the second installment of my story in nine parts, called Trinity. If you haven't listened to the first episode yet, then you should do so now. It's called Trinity Chapter One, otherwise you'll be quite lost. And a quick disclaimer, my apologies for some audio irregularities. I fine-tuned it the best that I could, and I ask that you do not judge me too harshly, and it's my hope that it will not take away from the story presented. As always, anything you enjoy is thanks to my phenomenal cast, and anything that misses the mark is entirely my fault. Please take a moment before diving in to subscribe, rate, and review. It's the best way for these performers to be recognized for their hard work and to introduce our story to a broader audience. Please also check out our sister podcasts on the Lemon Drop Network. Loud Ladies has been greeted with phenomenal success, including being showcased on Apple's New and Noteworthy, chronicling how three young Black women started their own media company. Brown Girls Do. Great podcasts highlighting inspirational women and men of color and the adventures in adulting continue with the short and sweet podcast featured in the New York Times. Also, check out the latest episode of the Rogue Muslim. Haroon Ahmed Butt, who was our last featured author, makes an appearance on that phenomenal show that is also doing amazing work. Thank you for your patience and Enjoy. Trinity, Chapter Two. The rocking carriage and the train's steel wheels croon a metallic lullaby. Chris buoys her bobbing head. Can't fall asleep. She tries to make herself smaller, invisible. Safer that way, the crowded train has a fragile energy to it as it sleds into darkness. She turns up the volume, an attempt to muffle the communal anxiety and the soft sounds. The lights flicker. There's a man next to her, was he there before, glaring at her with fixed eyes. His mouth twists in muted speech. She removes her headphones.
1: I'm um, Turn the sound down!
0: She jumps back into the woman sitting next to her. She points to the man. His seat is empty. He's nowhere on the train. Pleadingly, she turns back to the woman, but she's already shuffled away into the press bodies. She spends just a moment, confused, before a new man, lecherous and sloppy, plops down next to her. He leers at her until he's distracted by something younger. Huddled against the pole, also failing at being invisible. She's alone they're all alone in a crowd. She pops a pill and mouths her mantra. A blade of moonlight bisects a sophisticated office. A man, wearing a scowl like a scar sits at a desk spinning code into gold like Rumpelstiltskin. This is Waba. his only audience, a trio of corpses riddled with disease rapidly rotting in a corner of the room. Rising from the chair, we see that his rumpled suit is stained with blood and bullet holes. Overhead fluorescents cough awake, Pulsing intermittently. Waba exits the office into a hall with patchy light. There are bodies strewn all about, pale and discarded. Security, scientists, all of them pox marked. He ambles through the corridors littered with the dead. Passing by monitors and screens, flashing symbols and scenes of mass death in rapid succession. Pushing through a pair of swinging doors, he comes to. A heavy electronic door spasming open and closed. We see a half dozen men and women in hazmat suits, scrambling on the other side. One tries to run for it. hurls a curved knife at him, pinning his hand against the door. His scream is buried beneath the protective helmet. Wabba bypasses the heavy door. An identical door, this one stable, is firmly shut directly across from him. The other five hazmatters paint themselves into corners, searching for a weapon or means of escape.
2: We can't let it inside.
0: Four of the five swarm him. He disappears underneath their blows, while biting and tearing at their suits. Their attacks begin to slow, weaken, until they fall at his feet, retching. He takes one of them by the throat and rips off her mask. She is gasping for air while her skin pales and pimples with boils. Drives her head into the closed door's eye scanner. It slides open with a whisper. The room is cold with mist, small and circular. The concave walls are lined with compartments, and an electronic pedestal sits at its center. He drags her body in with him and places her palm on a reader. A green dot of light blinks on each of the compartments. He drops her. The lone survivor sits huddled in the corner. I didn't do anything. Hysterical. I just I didn't do anything. I just, the massive complex behind him. Its dozens of windows are all blinking epileptic. A cacophony of alarms are ringing out in the shaken night with a similar erratic pattern. The scowling man is walking away from the lab down an empty road. His fists are crowded with vials. A hive of city lights beckon in the dying darkness. didn't used to be this quiet things were different then the escapism was easier when the world was steady beneath your feet now now everyone could feel it the violence the despair the tremors of a world abandoning hope Chris is stationed at her customary spot at the service well her eyes are bloodshot, but she works with the same precision as every night. The staff, as usual, is giving her a wide berth while they whisper amongst themselves. One of them walks over to her. She turns towards him, wondering absolutely what he might want. When she sees three pairs of eyes staring at her over his shoulder on the other side of the bar, Two men and a woman, reading her. She looks from them to the room. It's quiet. They're all looking at her. Everyone. The liquor cage is barricaded by a chain link gate. Stacks of cardboard cases are arranged inside as makeshift furniture. Shelves packed with bottled spirits make up the other three walls. Chris steps in, taking a seat on the sofa, built out of boxes. This is as good a place as any for an interrogation.
1: Rebecca Stein.
0: One of the men, wearing tired eyes and a windbreaker, settles on a stack comfortably. He says...
2: Wow. Okay. She hasn't represented you since you were, what, 18? 18? a few months after you emancipated from the state. Petty theft, I think it was. You still in touch?
1: I guess you won't need the number, then.
2: The
0: woman has chestnut skin, dark hair, and hazel eyes. They could be the same age. She's wearing a corduroy jacket and squats directly in front of her.
1: How do you know this man?
0: She hands Chris a phone. An image of Frank is displayed.
1: This... This seems like overkill.
0: The last man, young and handsome, is wearing a mustard three-quarter length slicker. He approaches the last seat.
3: An interesting choice.
0: As Windbreaker puts his feet up. Of words. Slicker settles for leaning against the
3: cage. When did you see this man left?
1: S-T-E-I-N. Wait. Why is that interesting?
2: It isn't because of the drugs.
1: You're not DEA?
2: No, no, I'm Special Agent John Abbott with the FBI. This is Agent Sergey Morel, he's from Interpol, and this is Officer Paez all the way from Venezuela on behalf of their Ministry of Defense.
0: Paez and Morel hand her laminated identification. She takes it, passes it between her hands, assuring herself that it's real
3: before handing it back. Why why are you here? This man was found murdered in his home.
1: Frank is dead?
2: Well, someone is. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I have no idea who, but I do know his name wasn't Frank.
1: No. Someone hurt him? Very badly, I'm afraid. When did you see him last? Yesterday. What time was that? It wasn't dark yet. Just before or. or. or just after.
2: Are you sure? Yes. Just that. your medical records. How do you
1: have access to my medical
2: records? He doesn't. Uh, We don't. He. did. Frank? Or. Charles Baird, Simon Tan, John Tillman. He had a lot
3: of names.
1: You're not here investigating his murder.
3: This man, he was wanted for questioning in several countries, for trafficking in drugs, sacred works of art, corruption, kidnapping, murder, terrorism, crimes against humanity.
1: I don't believe you.
2: Abbott rises. You don't have to take it on faith.
0: Abbott maneuvers the car with all the urgency of a gondola poling down a canal. Morella is seated beside him, while Chris and Pia share the backseat. But the distance between them could be measured in fathoms. Pia slides the phone towards her again. This time, with an image of Chris, walking down the street, captured on its screen.
1: Do you recognize this picture? That's me. Do you know when it was taken? Two years ago. I got sick one night. I threw that shirt away. And how long did you know Frank? I... A little less than a year. This is one of Frank's phones. He took this picture.
3: He kept very detailed files on you and several others. Others?
1: Yes. Women, other women.
2: Did the relationship go beyond pusher and pushy? Shit. She's
1: fine. You're fine, aren't you? No. You're not. Frank helped me. He tried to help me.
0: Robotically, Chris pops a pill she forages from her jacket. Did you
3: know he'd been following you?
1: I don't know that he was. I don't know where that picture came from. Miss Davies. Chris. Chris, I am Victoria. Did you ever meet any of his friends, other students, associates of any kind?
0: Abbott glances at the time on the dash and realizes he's missing the game turns on the radio scanning frequencies. looking for some help the position. No. He always
1: made time for He'd me. He'd cancel classes when I showed up unannounced. he talked to me.
0: About what? Doula takes it up. Fuck it, He'll get a chance to put them up on five as he his way
2: to the cherry strike.
1: He couldn't have done the things you say he's done.
2: Hey! Don't touch it again. Well, he works really hard. Get Savages. Yeah. Oh, He's had it real hard. Five Johnson in the corner.
0: Sweet, sweet shot as they go back the other way. Now two in those minutes.
2: Shit! 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 Shit!
1: Frank was involved with some very dangerous people. These were taken in my country last month. These last week.
0: Images. Frank shooting into a group Frank meeting with someone their back to the camera Frank standing in the crowd at a crime scene
1: You have no idea how dangerous this man was I want to know what he was doing in my country before my job becomes picking up the pieces
2: Literally (laughs) Not a lot of time left You think this is funny?
0: Hey you guys can hear me right I'm done Abbott flashes his badge at a roadblock and swings the sedan inside the police perimeter. A cheap complex of cramped apartments (laughs) loom ahead behind a theater of unmarked cars, local police cruisers, cops, and yellow tape. They exit the car. Morel grinning at Abbott triumphantly as he pulls up the hood of his slicker.
3: Have you been watching the
0: news? They hustle across the street to the protection of the
3: structure. Some. I've been busy. There was an outbreak last night in Australia. A government lab no one should have known about was broken into, like a CDC black site. Vials of contagion were stolen, along with some undisclosed experimental chemicals. Most of it wound up dispersed in the neighborhood town. Epicenter appears to have been a high school football game. No survivors. A set of symbols was burned into the turf.
0: They come to another checkpoint, just short of the building. Abbott walks up
2: to the perimeter, Captain. When exactly am I getting my crime scene back? When I'm satisfied there's nothing your men can do to fuck it up. Pardon me. He barges
0: by him. The others trail him inside. They enter the complex past a pair of cops heatedly questioning a resident.
3: Earlier today, the Pope attacked a parishioner with a rosary. He tried to choke a man to death. He's been kept under watch in the Vatican City. A monk in Sri Lanka denounced the Buddha in the middle of the street. In broad daylight, a man who by all accounts was devout and privy He set himself on fire along with a sacred artifact. A belt said to belong to the Buddha himself. He kept saying, God is not dead, he is broken. The local police found his entire monastery dead.
0: They come to a landing and head down another open air hall. Passing by a group of idle officers, one whistles at Paez.
1: I can't even muster the interest to be disappointed in whatever you thought that was.
0: They walk on. The spurned man is fuming. His brothers in blue are amused.
1: The world is going to shit. That's not news.
0: They come to a door guarded by FBI agents. A tense and impatient group of local officers are clustered a little farther down the hall. They are at the center of the complex. A grimy pool sits neglected on the floor below, surrounded by apartments on all sides.
2: You didn't want to take my word for it.
0: He passes her a square of cloth. She takes it hesitantly. Each of them veil their mouths and noses. It's a small, sparsely furnished apartment. Every surface is bruised with blood. No. There are bookshelves lined with assorted religious texts. Cryptic symbols are painted, carved, and burned into the walls, alongside batches of bullet holes. There are body bags. Several of them. Masked agents and technicians swarm the scene. Chris tiptoes around the gore, looking for answers. The carnage, the press of people, the loss. Tighten around her, squeezing like a vice.
1: You found someone else here?
2: Just him. Then who? Like you said overkill.
1: What are these symbols?
3: Most we haven't identified yet, but they match some found in the Sri Lankan monastery. And the lab. But one in particular, this one.
0: This one we know. Morell points at a Chinese character with smaller symbols
1: ringing it.
3: What is it?
1: It's used by a global terror network.
3: We have seen this on every continent. Over the last few decades.
1: One group?
3: You see this mark in places where bad things have happened. Cursed places. But it's like a ghost.
1: No one takes responsibility. A bridge collapses. A fire consumes a church. A train full of people vanish. There's just these. Like your Croatoan. I don't know what that I, I don't know what that is.
2: 16th century, colony on Roanoke Island. Every man, woman, child, and any sign that any of them were ever there, gone. Like a forgotten memory. The only clue they ever found was a single word carved into a tree, Croatoan.
1: What does that mean?
2: It was the name of a tribe that had been extinct for a hundred years. The settlers wouldn't have known about them. To this
3: day, no one knows. Different countries call them different things. The Turks call them It means abandoned or forsaken.
0: A powerfully athletic man walks towards the edge of the roadblock. He strides like the sea at high tide, impending violence. This is Belle. A cop approaches her. Sir? The door to the bedroom is smashed and dangling on its hinges. A crumpled tatami mat lies in the center, surrounded by overturned candles. No bed or other furniture. Chris haunts through the room, a revenant searching for remnants of a cherished friend that may not exist. She pops another pill. Pair of officers with a detainee in handcuffs approach the perimeter captain's checkpoint. One of the officers produces a broad, military-grade knife.
2: Not, I repeat, not my fucking problem. Take him up to the fuckboy eyes. Told someone to get the music turned off. Why doesn't that happen? Can you tell me that? Huh? No?
3: Go.
0: Chris approaches the closet. Instead of clothes... There are shelves and shelves of paper, and files, and pictures. On the floor against the back wall is a small monitor and keyboard. Texan and agents are crammed inside, taking inventory. A young man with a hollowed look, disheveled, watches the officers escort the detainee through his blinds, from his own apartment, across the pool, On the bottom floor. I got some guy in handcuffs. He takes an absent sip of his bottled beer.
2: Murder! This is the best you can do for your family?
0: Another sip.
2: God has spit on his...
0: Three, two, one. In another apartment. Fight! Two young men playing video games and shuttling a joint between them. This is not the ass whooping you wanted.
3: I knew that. But this oh, the ass get. This yeah. controller man wireless shit ain't responsive enough
0: A third man walks in through the front door Fucking cops We saw him being questioned He takes a hit of the joint without breaking stride to the room in the back
3: You win
0: Chris takes it all in The sheer volume of surveillance
2: Guys let her in.
0: The agents and techs file
2: out. Abbott hands Chris a pair of latex gloves. I need you to hold it together long enough for us to understand what he wanted with you. You could still be in real danger. Tell me if anything stands out. Something we might miss.
1: Special Agent Abbott, we've got something.
2: His file on you is there. See for yourself what your friend thought of you. Agent, watch her watch all of them. Abbott
0: walks out amongst the sea of personnel and towards the local cops and their prisoner.
2: Who is this?
0: We found him looking for a way past the watch. Says he knew the deceased. Uh, identification says Jonathan Hale. Chris looks at the file Abbott indicated. The thickest of the bunch. She leaps through it. Horrified. Pictures of her from childhood, medical records, school records, and...
3: How?
0: A family history. A student in a nearby apartment is trying to read, rubbing his eyes. Music drumming against his walls.
1: Butcher! Not a hundred yards from where your son is.
0: The hollowed man takes another sip, still staring across the pool to Frank's apartment. His wife is near hysteria. He taps the empty bottle to his lip. Bell walks slowly towards the perimeter,
2: Captain. What the fuck! is going on? Get the security detail on the radio. No answer, Captain.
0: She comes to a page in the file, a handwritten note. She reads it over and over again. She picks up the file and tucks it in the small of her waist.
1: Hey, put that back. I found something.
0: Bell stops. About 20 feet of wet asphalt separate him from a couple dozen cops and federal agents.
3: Hey, back behind the line.
2: Hey, I'm talking to you.
0: Bell's eyes glow crimson. The student shuts his book angrily and swings his feet to the floor. His foot taps with his escalating heartbeat. The jeers from the spurned cop's colleagues become more aggressive. He takes a shoulder from one of them, a shove in the head from another. The hollowed man's face is striped in the shadow from his blinds, staring out across the pool to Frank's. The child's wailing is mixed with his wife's yelling into a discordant din. He lifts the beard to his mouth, still empty. The group of cops huddled near the rail, overlooking the pool, move towards Frank's apartment door. Special Agent, huh? What the fuck you think makes you so special the agents guarding the door tighten their grips on their shotguns abbott is questioning jonathan his back to chris the confiscated knife is on the table in front of them the door to the apartment is still open
2: sir she says she's found something
0: for the first time chris notices the handcuffed man seated with his back to her Don't be scared, if You back the
1: fuck off. What are they arguing about?
0: The student leaves his apartment. Bell is still. Quiet. Then, like a picture slowly coming into focus, a half dozen bent and powerful man-beasts join him in the rain, emerging from shadow. They are teeth and claws and malice caged in muscle, blasphemy. Like the Rakshasas from the monastery, they are Chimera. With trained precision, the cops draw their weapons. FBI agents amongst some of the unmarked cars draw laser-scoped rifles. Bell is draped in a lattice of blood-red beams. cat, <laughs> cat, student is pounding on a door. The source of the music, across the pool from Frank's on the top floor. The door opens. Music blasts out into the night. Paez notices beyond the arguing officers outside the door. A scuffle is taking place a couple of floors up, on the other side of the pool.
1: This is ridiculous. Abbott! What?
0: The man in handcuffs turns around. Chris sees him for the first time. It's him. A Native American man. His eyes, warm and brown, hide pain beneath his stoicism. His hands are in chains. He's the man from Chris's nightmares. Terror sweeps across her face. She takes a step back. I hope you enjoyed the latest installment. There will be a few submission episodes before the season finale of Trinity Chapter 3. When we return in the fall, however, all nine chapters will be available for immediate download. So think of these first three episodes as an extended preview, the final six chapters coming to you all at once in this feed. So stay tuned for that and more exciting things coming your way from The Hidden Scribes. If you'd like to submit your own work to be featured on the show, you can reach out at inscribes at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at The Hidden Scribes and on Twitter at The Hidden Scribe or me at Mark underscore million. That's Mark M-A-R-K underscore M-I-L-L-I-E-N. We out.